is the Go Blue Crew. Welcome into the Go Blue Crew. I'm Tyler Fenwick with Derek Devine uh, back after a week off because life just kind of happened and it didn't work out. But Derek was overseas for the last two games. And I think before we do anything with Penn State, we need to know how difficult it was to watch Michigan play Iowa and Indiana while uh, on the other side of the world, flying over other continents and, and over the ocean. So what was all that like for you? Hey, you know, it was pretty simple, actually. Uh, I did it last year, Michigan-Washington. Uh, that was a 2 a.m. to like 5 a.m. experience, 6 a.m. experience in Croatia. Uh, this time around, once I heard that Iowa would be a noon game, I knew that'd be 6 p.m. local time. So I uh, started the game uh, on the Fox Sports app, you know, with a VPN on my phone. Blew through my data on the walk to dinner <laughs> uh, and had to revert to, you know, going on Twitter. And then, the you know, the restaurant had some uh, had some Wi-Fi, so I kind of had it in my lap and was watching. Uh, you know, saw one of JJ's better throws. Cool. Um, yeah, so, I you know, that game was kind of at dinner, and then I watched the second half, basically, uh, from the hotel. And then Michigan, Indiana, you know, I got a uh, probably eight and a half hour flight uh switzerland amsterdam and then eight and a half hours back to detroit i was sleeping dude like crazy sleeping on the plane and they came by for the snacks you know and yeah. i noticed that local detroit time twelve fifty-five. Oh. like oh man i've missed the start of michigan indiana so i real quick pulled up twitter i'd bought some wi-fi uh, i was like you know what let me just try this fox sports app maybe it will how much work. is wi-fi 18 bucks that's it. Well, I only did a three hour pass because I had already missed um, more than I anticipated. So I figured if it's twelve fifty five, I'm sure the game will be over in three hours. It barely yeah. was. Um, oh, yeah. So I went with a three hour pass. And uh, first thing I did. So before I, you know, I prepped everything when I had Wi-Fi in Switzerland. Right. So I had okay. the stat cast up. I had the radio broadcast <laughs> up. I knew that Fox Sports may work. I had done some research on Reddit that if it's a Detroit-based flight, the Wi-Fi's IP address will likely be Michigan-based, meaning that a VPN, or not a VPN, sorry, that the Wi-Fi would allow you to use a streaming app. So, you know, I a lot of things had to align. Uh, didn't wake up in time for the game, <laughs> so I, I missed the start of it. Uh, but yeah, I went to the StatCast, and what I saw was 10-7 Michigan. And I was like, oh my goodness. And I was like, well, let me try to pull up the Fox Sports app. I did uh, right as Indiana was kicking a field goal. Uh, and, yeah, it was it was kind of blurry at first. Um, but I essentially watched two blocked field goals. And I was like, what in the world? This game is nuts. Like, I'm watching on a plane. Like, are they going to lose? Like, this is horrible. Uh, and then, yeah, I watched the whole plane on my mobile de- – or watched the whole phone on my mobile device – on the plane and you know they ended up coming out with the win so i figured it out you know two you know of the crazier places i've watched games nice uh swiss dinner with fondue for iowa and a, mm. you know a delta flight back on my mobile phone for for indiana so this shout weekend out delta yeah shout out delta this weekend uh finally getting to the big house hopefully so oh, that's good it'll be a much better viewing experience than any of them that i've had and i say that because you know that i've 
been uh, up north for one. I've been at a wedding for one. I mean, I've done everything but sit down and have a normal game day viewing experience. So to get to the big house, a uh, big game, a couple of top 10 teams, man, I am so ready. But hell of a trip. We recommend Switzerland to anybody. It's a noon kickoff for Penn State. Actually, before one more thing before we do that. Um, does it give you an appreciation for overseas fans who whether it's Michigan or any other team even if it's not college football but some American sport that people overseas really care about and pay attention to and have to do like a a solo viewing party at 4 a.m at their house on a work day you know stuff like that it's it's just got to put things in perspective for how lucky we are yeah, I was on the MGO blog forum uh, after it was announced as a noon game, just kind of looking for you know what people were saying. And one of the guys literally said, uh, I love noon games because I live in Switzerland and that's 6 p.m. for me. And so I kind of respond, responded to that thread and kind of asked what he used. And you know he used the same VPN that I already had. So that's when I knew that if that wow. guy can figure it out, I can figure it out myself. And yeah, yeah it sounded like a guy who's probably not staying up till 2 a.m. Uh, when they do play at 8 p.m. Uh, local time here. But yeah, so, you know, what a, I think, too, you look at the, you know, I think it was Green Bay and uh, New York playing in, in mm-hmm. London in the NFL. Like, it's just it's so cool to, to see fans. You know, I was in the Amsterdam airport, go blue, you know, with my go blue hat on. Wow. Uh, two guys later, Michigan state Spartan sweatshirt. It's like back to back. Like what are we, what are we doing as Michigan and Michigan state fans in Amsterdam (laughs) right now? So yeah, definitely appreciation. And yeah, thankful for technology that you can be away and essentially watch a game from anywhere nowadays. Yeah. Um, so noon kickoff for Penn state, I'm going to be in Wisconsin and actually at at 12 Eastern I'll be I'll have a little less than an hour of a train ride an Amtrak train from Chicago to Milwaukee and then I still got to get like 45 minutes north of Milwaukee but I won't be the one driving so I'll it shouldn't really be that much of a disruption for me but yeah I'm a little nervous uh Nothing, nothing like what you went through, but still, you know, you got the train to deal with and like, is there going to be Wi-Fi? If not, is data going to work out? Uh, it's, it's a lot in the air right now, but I, you, you couple that with the fact that this is like a really big game battle of unbeatens, five and open state, six and no Michigan. It's a top 10 game, a maze out. Thank God this one is at home uh, in Ann Arbor and Michigan. I saw as a seven point favorite. And yeah, I, I understand like the consensus here is probably that Michigan is, is a little better than Penn state, but seven points seems like a lot. I, I don't like Michigan against Penn state. Not that I think they're, they're going to lose this game, but I think it's, it's by far the game that I'm most nervous about. And, and that factors in a trip to Kinnick against a very bad Iowa team, but you still just get nervous because of, you know, you're going to Iowa. What's your first impression uh, when you look at this one? Yeah, I, for me, it's, it's always been the game that I had assumed, and this is before, you know, two and four Michigan state or wherever they are now, but it was always that second biggest game on the schedule. The one that, you know, I was most worried about, you know, kind of contemplated preseason winner loss 
this is definitely a big one. And I think it's as big as we expected it to be. If not even bigger, you know, it, Penn state had trouble. Uh, what was it? Was that week one or week zero when they played, um, Purdue and there's kind of a back and forth game and Sean Clifford looked really bad. And then all of a sudden they had like the perfect last possession to win it. Um, that was you know, Purdue. They, yeah. And then, then just uh, recently struggled with Northwestern. Yeah. Struggled with Northwestern, barely putting points up, but blew out, you know, a team like Auburn on the road, not a good Auburn squad, but still an SEC squad. You don't That's see that an accomplishment. Yeah. Um, you know, coming off of a bye week uh, against a good Michigan team, you know, who's taking care of business, blowing out the teams they're supposed to beat. Uh, but also, you know, looked looked a little suspect against uh, Maryland, was slowed down by Iowa for a little while, and even Indiana for the first half. All they've done is take care of business two weeks in a row on the road. Uh, but for this to be a top 10 matchup uh, and, and full of a weekend of a ton of top 25 matchups, uh, this will be a good game for sure. And I think both teams this year uh, are probably better than they were, uh, at least in, in – many ways than they were when they met last year at this time. I think this game for Michigan last year is when they really found themselves. Uh, you know, they won from the, the Cade McNamara to, to Eric Hall, kind of fourth quarter touchdown there. Uh, Penn State's found a running game this year uh, by way of a couple of freshman tailbacks. So, yeah, this is going to be a, a good football game. And what, like the fourth in a row, big noon kickoff for Michigan? It's something crazy like that. So <laughs> yeah. uh, all eyes will be, be on this game, and, and rightfully so. Yeah, and, uh, Nicholas Singleton, one of those freshman backs we were talking about, 463 on the ground so far. He's getting 7.3 uh, per rush attempt. And feels like we've been watching Sean Clifford at quarterback for the seven, eight Ten years. years at this point. Uh, <laughs> he just eclipsed 1,000 yards. I mean, he's got, you know, good nine to two touchdown to interception ratio um i i'm always like on the fence what is or what are we supposed to think about sean clifford um there are times where he looks incredible and and like he he's a you know playoff caliber quarterback and then you see some other times where it does not look that way and who knows what kind of quarterback you're going to get um in a really big game like this but I I think if you're Penn State if you're a fan of Penn State like you got to feel good at least that from the quarterback position experience is on your side J.J. McCarthy is about to play in in the biggest game of his career uh, or about to start in the biggest game of his career Um, and and if you're Sean Clifford or or if you're Penn State you're looking at Sean Clifford and, and it's like yeah you know been doing this so I I do think um, not talent wise, but just poise, composure. I've not been unimpressed with JJ McCarthy, but but you got to think like it's an advantage to have somebody like Sean Clifford, who's just been around so long that this this environment you know may not mean that much to him, may not affect him that much. But uh, I you saw or you mentioned Penn State go to Auburn, and I know Auburn's not like a good team, but it means something to go to Auburn and win, especially the way Penn State did. I think that's another reason, if you're a Penn State fan, to maybe not feel so uh, nervous about traveling to the big house. It's it's going to be a better team, yeah, uh, maybe a more difficult environment, but, I mean, you've already done it this season, traveling much farther away and, and doing that. So when you 
put those things together, like it just to me, it's starting to feel like one of those games where Michigan's not going to be able to afford something sloppy. Like the way they played against Indiana, just too many penalties and really relied on the fact that defense clamped down in the second half. Um, if if it if it looks sloppy, I'm going to be really nervous because because Penn State, I think, is a team that might be able to. Um, put a nice cushion between uh, themselves and Michigan at, at a certain point because of the way they've been playing. I'm kind of torn between, is it going to be a sloppy game because it's, you know, JJ's first really tough opponent as a starting quarterback or, you know, the, the first big challenge a defense has presented Penn State, you know, good defense, Manny Diaz, the coordinator, you know, the two offense coordinator thing needing to work out. Uh, or is it just going to be like a, you know, one of those games where it's just going to be tough sledding. Like, it's gonna, yards are hard to get by. Both teams trying to establish the run game could lead into a, you know, a seven to three halftime score. Um, you know, I don't, I expect fireworks uh, from both teams, I guess, at some point, but I'm really torn on what kind of game this is going to be. Uh, where I'm, you know, pretty certain is that it's going to be a good game. I don't think that either team will, will really pull away. Uh, you know, it'd be awesome if Michigan found a way to do so like they have against Penn State at home. Uh, you know, really the last time they were ranked fifth, I think it was, or I think it was 2018 with uh, Shea Patterson. They really ran away with the game that year. But, yeah, you know, what you talked about with Sean Clifford, uh, for Penn State, and, and I think a lot of fans probably feel a similar way to how we felt last year is um, – even worse because he's been around for like what we said, you know, several years. <laughs> yeah. They've got a stud who came in and got some good time uh, a couple of times this season. And I think there's a lot of uh, Penn state fans who are ready for that next talented quarterback to, to get some run. But Sean Clifford uh, now more than ever, especially this year that they found two talented running backs is a game manager. And that's what, uh, you know, Cade McNamara was last year for most of the season why Michigan was so successful. And, you know, I was listening to Joe Klatt say, um, Joel was basically saying like, you know, he's, he's so much better before the snap than post snap. And what the run game is allowing Penn state to do is kind of dictate things before the snap where he's very comfortable as a game manager because he's been doing it for so long. So I think that they're going to come in with a very, uh, you know, a good game plan. James Franklin, uh, can beat himself uh, with some decisions he's made at Penn state, but they usually, uh, come through with a pretty good offensive and defensive game plan. I think things will be tough for both sides of the ball. Uh, but yeah, for me, it starts with, you know, kind of guy like Blake Corum, who's been untouchable thus far, find success. Uh, because if he can do so, I think it makes the the past game open up for J.J. McCarthy. Uh, but really more than anything, uh, it's another test for the Michigan defense. Uh, and this is a quarterback uh, protected by a good offensive line with two good, stable running backs. You know, is this defense going to be able to hold Penn State from scoring? Because whether or not Auburn was a good team, like we discussed, that's a road game, and they hung 41 points on them. That is a, that is a high-scoring uh, game against an SEC opponent, no matter who the opponent is in the SEC. So obviously a team capable of putting up points. You know, their lowest output of the season is 17, and that was against – Northwestern, so obviously not an impressive outing, but yeah, the, these guys can score. Uh, so can Michigan. So yeah, is it going to be a defensive battle? Uh, is it going to be a shootout? Yet to be seen, but I, I think it's going to be a close one either way. 
speaking of opening up the passing game, um, does it make you nervous watching JJ McCarthy in the last few games just not be able to connect downfield? Because it makes me nervous, but I, you know, maybe I, I feel like it makes other people nervous. But I'm curious what you think. No, not really. You know, he's been really transparent. It seems about his injury and you know, calling it a tear and, and whatnot. Uh, it really does feel like he's kind of finding himself. I think he had a couple of better balls um, last week, but yeah, you know, he was really missing guys against Maryland. That's when it was really noticeable. Uh, guys were open all the time. I think if Roman Wilson can be back, uh, and you have you know a couple of more opportunities to for guys to get deep, even though you know again this is a good defense. I think you'll see him attempt a couple more, but it almost felt like they just kind of made the game plan simple enough for him to to uh, you know win the games they needed to win, and and, and that's kind of where Joel Klatt was was talking in this last game of like it just seems so predictable, but you know you can get away with that uh, against Indiana uh, as long as you're going to outscore them twenty-one to nothing or whatever it was in the second half. So not too worried about uh, the deep ball yet, but yeah, in, in a situation where you have to throw because you're behind, he's going to have 30, 40, upwards of 50 attempts. Who knows? Uh, yeah. He's going to have to connect on several balls that he, you know, has, has been missing so far, but you know, overall uh, still leading the nation and in, in past completion percentage uh, at a lower mark of total completions and attempts uh compared to the, the likes of like C.J. Stroud and many other guys are in the Heisman conversation. But he's done what he's needed to do so far. But, yeah, this is the the first game of a, of a couple remaining that, you know, not only the run game will have to be good to help him out, but he's going to just simply have to make some plays and, more importantly, keep himself out of trouble uh, because you can't afford to turn the ball over against a good squad like Penn State. Yeah, my next question, sticking with J.J. McCarthy, is – do you think he's ready in this kind of game to take it over if necessary, almost in a way like what we saw Cade McNamara do against Michigan state? Like I know Michigan lost that game last year, but Cade McNamara, that was the game for me anyway, that said like that guy is actually really good. And he's not just somebody you can plug into this system to make sure everything's running smoothly because Penn state is not giving up a lot on the ground this season. But through the year, they rank 103rd in the country, 262 yards a game they're giving up um, passing. And uh, depending on how things go, I mean, there's no world in which Michigan abandons the run, but there is a world in which you're asking J.J. McCarthy to go out there and win you a game or uh, deliver on some key third downs and things like that. And is he? Do you think he's ready to do something like that? I mean, as ready as he can be in a situation, I guess we'll see how he performs. Um you know, when I look at Michigan's potential this year, you know, kind of how many guys in offense have talked about how they haven't scratched the surface yet, I think there's more to come. But, you know, it's not a guarantee that it's going to happen, you know, this early or, or in this game. But I do think that the, the environment this weekend will be really good. Uh, they're going to have the pom-poms out. I think that you know, people understand how, how important this matchup is, even if it's not Michigan State or Ohio State. Uh, this is a top 10 team coming to town, and you're trying to you know defend a Big Ten championship. So, you know, this is a – yeah, there's going to be a lot, of, a lot of light on not only Michigan and, and how they perform in this game, but J.J. McCarthy specifically. Uh, this will likely be the game where he's going to get, you know, either more notoriety or, or maybe, you know, provide more question marks. Uh, about you know how ready he is but 
I think we'll see enough out of him to be really impressed. But yeah, you know, I think with the good, as we've seen, sometimes can come some of the risks and, and maybe some of the bad. So I think we'll see some ups. I think we'll see some downs. But overall, I expect him to, you know, take care of business like he has thus far. And uh, and again, I think that run game uh, and that defense is ultimately what's going to, you know, be a difference maker in this game anyway. But hopefully, he's not in a position where he has to throw from behind because Michigan gets down behind early. But uh, I think that they've shown just enough to give me confidence that they can throw themselves back into a game, you know, if needed to. Uh, but yeah, you never want to be in that situation and you never want to lose control of a game against a good team in general. So I'm excited to see uh, what young JJ McCarthy will do. And, you know, there'll be a lot of eyes watching. Last thing I think we need to talk about is Michigan's improved pass rush. That was really the key to putting away Indiana last week in a game that for the first uh, two and a half quarters really looked kind of dicey. Um, Penn State, not atrocious up front as as they have been in, in the recent past. Um, and they've given up seven sacks. And for reference, Michigan's given up eight. Um, the, the key, and this goes for, this is football in general, but like I feel like the most important thing your defense can do is generate a pass rush with four guys. Because if you have to, you know, bring five, uh, even six to to do something in the backfield, you're just opening yourself up uh, to to some big plays. Then, and if Michigan's able to, you know, keep generating uh, good pressure with with their defensive front while while mixing in some pressures and and things like that, that's that's one of the the really important things I think pushes Michigan over the edge where they are right now do you think that continues against Penn State what we saw uh, basically in the second half against Indiana so this is a good uh, offensive line Um, and so or at least a better offensive line than they've really seen thus far but I think there's three guys in particular that uh, are really starting to show themselves as different maker difference makers uh, at least in the pass rush itself. And, and I'd say that'd be Mike Morris, a guy who a lot of people expected to kind of step into one of the replacement roles with uh, Ajabo and Hutchinson gone. Yeah, Yabioki, who just looks like a natural out there. Uh, yeah. And multiple times just, you know, you, you feel like he's so close to just being such a disruptor. And then Junior Colson, uh, you know, got in for a big sack against Indiana. Mike Barrett had a big sack early in that game too, but I think that those are three guys that you're going to hear their names called a lot. Uh, but the most important guy uh, on that defense, probably in this game, especially against two efficient running backs, uh, is Mozzie Smith. Uh, and I think Mozzie Smith, you know, biggest freak in college football. Uh, the more attention he he gets, uh, the better the pass rush is going to be. That pass rush is going to be essential to slowing Penn State down, but his presence on the defensive line for a guy like Mason Graham who comes in and replaces him as a freshman who looks like he's a, you know, sophomore or junior, like that line's ability to slow down the run game or make uh, an offense one dimensional, like we've seen in in their wins, at least late in their wins uh, is yeah, that's key. And and that's not to take anything away from the importance of the secondary. Obviously they've got to perform too, but uh, I'm impressed with, the pass rush so far, uh, and overall, I'm impressed with the run D. Uh, I think you're going to run into your second best passer of the season. I think uh, 
Tagovailoa. Tagovailoa. I shouldn't have ever tried. Talia Tagovailoa. I think that he's the best passer uh, Michigan faces until C.J. Stroud. Uh, but I think Sean Clifford is obviously one of the most experienced, can, can keep himself out of trouble, but also is, you know, he takes licks. That dude gets knocked out of games all the time, I feel like, uh, even even last year. Uh, and so, yeah, I think you're you're facing the best offense you've faced. Uh, the way the defensive play, defense plays, especially the defensive line, uh, yeah, very curious about that and, and hoping we don't come out of this game with, uh, more questions than answers because yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a test for sure. Okay. Let's get to a prediction. Um, going back to the Iowa game, we didn't do one for Indiana, but you almost had this perfectly. You said know, Michigan 27, man. Iowa 13. And uh, I don't know if it counts, but you said Michigan pulls away late and they kind of did, but it wasn't, I mean, it was because Iowa, made a comeback i mean i I think we'll just give that to you because it's i think it's technically true like scored a late touchdown to really solidify that win i mean what was Um, a point off i was 27 13 you said man i thought i thought we were gonna hold him to a couple of field goals yeah i mean that's i don't think either of us have ever nailed the score i mean i i nailed last weekend's i you know i turned to shallow before the game uh kicked off i said 31 10 michigan that's was right. It? Oh, it was thirty-one ten. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, I said, <clears throat> I said Iowa was going to win. You did 14. say Iowa was going to win. <laughs> I was not confident about that one. Um, You're lucky I was game, out out of the country last week. I would have we we would have spent more time roasting you. I know, that. I know, we'll, we'll I know, and I would have deserved it. I just we'll yeah, I wasn't feeling it. Um, for Penn State here, like I said, Michigan's a seven-point favorite. I don't, I, I don't buy that. Um, and if you believe in ESPN's whatever they call it, the FPI thing, giving Michigan almost seventy-five percent chance to win this one, I'm gonna go twenty-seven twenty-three. I don't think it's a field goal game. I think at some point, you know, Penn State's got to drive, and it's like they need a touchdown. Uh, but but I think twenty-seven twenty-three feels about right for this one. I was gonna go. Uh... 28 to 20. Uh, so really, really close to that. I think, uh, you know, that's one better than the spread. Uh, I don't feel good about the, the, wait, the okay. Seven. You gotta, you gotta say yours again. 28, 20. Okay. I don't, I don't type fast enough. Okay. <laughs> I think, I think this is a winnable game, uh, but I do think it's going to be close and I just don't expect it to be a high scoring game. I think you're going to have to give credit to, to two sides of the ball and, and even special teams uh, where, uh, yeah, I think both of these teams are you know, deservedly in the top 10 uh, looking to really see how good they are uh, and to win the big 10 championship, to keep yourself in the race uh, for a college football playoff. You know, these are the games you need to win. And I think in Michigan's case that you need to kind of protect your home turf, uh, you know, while playing. And so, uh, I've got Michigan by eight, you know, uh, so I guess if I were a betting man, I could bet on the Wolverines technically. I'm sure the line will move between now and Saturday's kickoff, but I know I that I'm hoping to see a win. That's for seven sure. and a half. I, w- I want to say open to seven. Uh, and a half. It might, it might, I thought it was seven and a half and then seven. I think it might be down to six and a half. Mm, interesting. I'm looking at uh, the schedule, by the way, if the, the next, I would say affordable, 
Michigan game at home um, is Illinois, November 19th. You could lock in that ticket, apparently here, for 51 bucks, And that, that could be a top 25 matchup because Illinois is 24 right now. Oh, wow, Just yeah. If even you're, if you're even Nebraska is, is higher. It's because Nebraska is so intriguing. I wonder if it's because it's a little bit earlier, too. Only noon games for the rest of the season? No, Michigan State. the odds are? Michigan State will be a night game. I hope so. If it's not a night game, it would be a 3.30 game. I, uh, luckily, fortunately, uh, with a hookup, am going to the next two games. So to to have to be away from the big house, what, six weeks now? Uh, (laughs) And again, in the rough circumstances that... Uh, yeah, you know, when you live as, as close as I do, it's hard to not right. get there as often as you can. You know, life hasn't allowed. So, you know, a great trip to Switzerland obviously is going to be something I pick over a Michigan game, uh, but I'm excited to be there and man, I better see a couple of wins or I will be a sad Michigan fan with, you know, face, face value tickets are still expensive. So, uh, yeah, when you spend money. Uh, with a spouse uh, and your favorite team loses, your spouse usually instantly looks at you and like, was that worth it? Yeah. And my answer oh, was yeah. yes, always. Yes. Absolutely. After I, this is a buy before Michigan yep. State. Needed so, too, I think. Needed. Uh, extra tough if you lose. Extra great if you win. Going into a rivalry game. Otherwise, we'll be back to talk about it either way. So take care out there and go blue. Go blue.